It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. And I stumbled to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Hello, this is The Film with Three Brains And I am Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey And I am Sean in Chicago And I'm Sam in San Francisco <laughs> Ah, that's my falsetto. Yeah. <laughs> Everything okay? Uh, is your anatomy in the right place? Uh, things hurt. <laughs> <laughs> the film Hurts. we're talking about in this episode is 9 to 5 uh, from oh, oh, 1980 with Dolly Parton, um, Jane Fonda, and Lily Tomlin, and Debbie Coleman, and some other people. Um. A, uh, a workplace comedy. Um, I had very fond memories of, and, and as it turns out, I didn't remember very well at all. Not nearly as well as I thought I did. And mm-hmm. there was lots going on I had totally forgotten about. Um, what about you guys? Yeah, I, I remembered like the dream, some of the dream sequences, or you know, I remembered it being kind <laughs> right. of crazy. Yeah. Um, but the the real life stuff was kind of crazy too so it was it was kind of yeah it it was weird because i don't think i've seen it since i was pretty young yeah i didn't remember jack squat <laughs> <laughs> meaning you had you think you'd seen it but you just didn't remember you'd never seen it no i'd seen it um at least i'm pretty sure i saw it but um like some of the little things seem familiar to me but not enough um okay i guess i should just clarify i remember some of the imagery maybe from seeing like scenes somewhere else or like the movie boxes things like that yeah but i don't remember any of what actually happened yeah as i was watching it start i was like i was didn't remember it being farcical so i thought oh they're gonna be this is gonna become a clever comedy where they really get back at their boss and instead of like this was kind of on the lines of like something the fairly brothers would have done like yeah yeah got outrageous yeah i'm mm-hmm. still amused and everything too. it just wasn't what i remember or what i thought it would be yeah no i agree i i had forgotten how slapsticky it was and actually i don't have it on my movie list Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I get to add a movie. Yes. <laughs> I heard the, pe- the click of the pen there. Oh, yes. <laughs> Things happen in real time. <laughs> they can't wait. <laughs> you know. uh, personal aside, I was supposed to make some fish. T- actually, I did make some fish tonight, but I was, <laughs> we were talking, I was texting with Amy about it and and I was like, oh, you know, I'll just, uh, you know, I don't know. She's like, can't you pause and just put the fish in? 
I'm like, we pause for nothing. <laughs> it becomes, makes for very complicated editing. We can't do that. We can't do that stuff. <laughs> right. Much too complicated. It yes. can only barely be done in rare occasions. Right. That's how we don't even take bathroom breaks. Nothing. No. Nothing. Anyway. I wet myself. <laughs> right. We wear diapers uh, on this show. That's you know. Gatorade bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't drink yeah. the lime Gatorade anymore. Yeah. Yes. At your house. <laughs> <laughs> so, a uh, brief synopsis. In, uh, you know, I guess this would have been filmed in like 1978 or 1979 uh, in a, an office building, I guess, in downtown Los Angeles. Um, three women uh, who work for a, a, a nondescript office of, some, you know, corporation of some kind um, are mistreated by their male boss and um, accidentally think they accidentally kill him. And then it turns out they don't and they end up taking him hostage and holding him for several weeks hostage and while pretending he's just out of the office and making all kinds of decisions and changing the office for the better. It's a really, really short, truncated uh, sort of plot synopsis, but that's, I guess, the gist of it, right? That's the gist of it. The one, the yeah. one big thing I had forgotten in my memory, in my mind, the movie was all about holding him host hostage. That was the whole movie in my brain. Hmm. You know, the first act is all set up, and then boom, they ki they kidnap him, and that's it. The rest of the movie's that, but it's not at all. It's only like in the last half hour. Yeah, that that happens and everything up until then I was it was like seeing it for the first time really I didn't remember any of it only tiny things like when he knocks the pen off, pens off and Dolly Parton has to bend over to pick them up like I remembered that moment and that's mm -hmm. about it and then yeah the, 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 fa the fantastical sort of um, reminiscing about how they would get back at him you know the fantasy uh, flash uh, what do you like dream sequences almost. dream sequences after they Which have a marijuana right cigarette. right 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 <laughs> which i forgot all about all that it just those scenes reminded me of the sort of the same sort of fantasy scenes in a christmas story mm -hmm. the way they were like from a production standpoint seemed very similar like the same person had directed them even though it was not the case it just seemed yeah. very similar i don't i don't think i cared for the the sort of wipes that they were out, yeah. like coming out of the sure dreams a little stuff. goofy like, yeah, yeah. yeah a little hokey but but yeah i mean as as the movie progresses, you're like, okay, this is a farce, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's not going to, I mean, they try to make some, some real points and, and of course, you know, you want things to work out in the end, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, there's a lot of hijinks and some of it is, is quite funny. I mean, there are, mm -hmm. you know, are some really, this it's, it's funny. It's a funny movie. Yeah. But I was, yeah. I for, I had totally forgotten how farcical it was, how, mm -hmm. How nuts it was going to get. And I, I had also forgotten just how sort of misogynistic it is, or if that's the right word. Sure. Um, I I had forgotten just how awful he is to them. Oh, yeah. yeah. And how, well, how bad the environment in general is for women in it. And and while I was watching it, I was, I, at first I was kind of scoffing at it. I was like, There's, this is so over the top. There's just no fucking way. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't know. I guess maybe. Maybe it's not as far-fetched as I'm thinking from, yeah. you know, 1979, 1980 in a corporate environment. 
it's probably it, it's kind of gross to think that that it could have been like that yeah it's not too because it's off, really. bad the movie it's, it's really bad yeah no yeah. i don't know that we're as far along as <laughs> a lot of people would like to think or some people yeah. think like That's to me i'm like you know some of it like i you wouldn't expect people to say right to the the face because it was too over the top but other things that were just equally insulting like hey be a team player get me a cup of coffee yeah i could have totally seen that happening and yeah sure. way later than 1980 yeah you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah right after and, he was like i oh, was too bad you girls were on football teams or couldn't play football or softball hey what so you could learn team or whatever <laughs> And like the scene like where what? he tells he tells Lily Tomlin that he passed her over for the for the promotion, he tells her why was so infuriating. He's like, Well, he's got a family to support. Yeah. <laughs> what she have, she's like, kids? I'm a single mother of four. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Shit like that. I was like, Ugh, geez. Did you guys read about Jane Fonda's idea and how it came about? That she um, I read she that met... it was her idea. And it yeah. was her production company. I'm not but, sure uh, if the idea came first or she met this group first, but she met, there's an actual group called nine to five huh. and it's, there were organized women, organization of women workers and they're fed up with low wages and chauvinism and stuff like that. And she actually asked them, have you, have you fantasized about killing your boss? And, and they thought, uh, somebody from the group was like, Oh, come on. This is what's this Hollywood. And then, so somebody raised their hand and then and then somebody started telling stories and more stories came out and and they actually had fantasized about killing their bosses and they had actual stories that were as bad as what's happening in the movie. Oh, you know, sure. And I, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of <clears throat> tricky to separate the, the like the work move, like, you know, the 80s is the time of, OK, you know. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I can't summarize the whole decade, but you know, <laughs> like this, we're supposed to, you know, at the beginning of the movie, like you see all the, the, the high heels on the concrete and stuff. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is, this is what the movie is. It's about women in the workforce. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we, you know, today we would be like, okay, that's not a big deal. But I, I think 1980, 1979, it still is a big deal um, at the mm-hmm. time, but there's, yeah, there's still, you know they they don't even aren't even aware of the glass ceiling yet it's kind of it's yeah. kind of that that point yeah so it's it's yeah i think sam you were saying it's we haven't come that far and that's what i kept thinking i was like this isn't that far off from now i mean it's it's not you know yeah it's crazy <laughs> it, the shit still happens yeah yeah but yeah i'm not sure exactly how they got from there to uh, the script. I mean, I think Jane Fonda said something about the the producers and stuff being pretty willing to let them kind of rewrite things on the fly and mm-hmm. and work, you know, because they. And she also said that she was worried about being too. She didn't want to be a, uh, be on a soapbox. She didn't want to preach about women's liberation or women's equality. Right. So I think that's why that's when it became a comedy. They were like, you know, could it be? Should this be a drama? Should, you know, oh, right, like, no. right. I remember reading that. Yeah. It was originally sort of conceived as a drama. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that it was written for those three, for Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, and Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. 
the you know they wrote it with those three. Obviously, Jane Fonda—it's her idea, her production company, so she was attached. But Lily Tomlin and Dolly Parton. And I read that if they couldn't get Lily Tomlin, they wanted Carol Burnett. Hmm. And uh, if yeah. they couldn't get, uh, I forgot who they wanted for Dolly Parton's part. If they couldn't get her, ah, shit, I forgot. But um, obviously, Lily Tomlin said yes, and Dolly Parton said yes as long as she could write the theme song. <laughs> Which she did a great job at. Yep. Yeah. The fingernails so, on the fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was supposed to sound like a typewriter. That's yeah. that was the idea. Yeah. And that was one of her biggest that still is one of her biggest hits. Yep. It's a good one. And was That's, this her I think, first I, was that? Uh, was yeah, this, this her was first her, movie? Yeah, it was. She's great. She's my favorite yeah. thing about it. Yeah, I think so too. I, she's she is so good, so she's, amusing, and spunky, the and whole she's way. so natural too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just all of it. No, it was my fault for not checking to see that they actually had a conference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah. Her speech was like, "I'll change you from a rooster to a hen in one shot." Like that's, yeah. <laughs> the whole speech she does great, but that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she she, she she to me is the biggest reason to watch this movie the yeah. movie's amusing but then just watching her do her thing you're like she's amusing the whole way through yeah, yeah. I, I really know. like lily tomlin but i i yeah i think that that she, it's it's there's something weird about her trying to to hold this hold it all together mm-hmm. i'm not saying she she didn't do a good job she did but yeah, something about Dolly being kind of natural, Jane kind of having her transformation from, you know, um, not, I, I'm, I'm trying to say, think of Marm or something, but like house, uh, timid housewife to mm-hmm. sort of, you know, that's her character arc. But yeah. Lily Tomlins is like, she's so capable and strong from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It makes less sense for her to kind of do dumb stuff along the way. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's not her maybe it's not her performance. It's more like the writing of her character is a little different than the other ones. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. That's that's really nitpicky. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of other stuff to nitpick, but I think also I think part of it is that I think I don't know. I mean, I like Lily Tomlin. I think she's great. But Dolly Parton is so sort of like magnetic in this. She just, she just outshines the other two completely. Is that me. what it was? Yeah, maybe that's it. You know, and, and and Lily Tomlin has a lot of scenes. I mean, she's in a shitload of scenes more than the other two. Mm-hmm. You know, she if you pick a star, it's Lily Tomlin. I'm not quite sure. Not quite sure she pulls it off exactly. You know, or she does, but n- maybe. I don't know. There, she's not as commanding as a pre- a presence. You know. In yeah. this, as Dolly Parton is, and I don't know about Jane Fonda. I mean, Jane Fonda is probably the biggest star in this at the time. I would think, yeah, right? I guess so. Mm-hmm. But even you know, her character is so meek and and sort of restrained and underwritten. So it's up to Lily Tomlin to kind of carry it. I'm not quite sure she does, you know. Yeah, That's or she does, but too. maybe not quite as well as maybe someone else could have. Her role's not very comedic at all. 
No, I think that's what mm-hmm. it is, is. She doesn't get the jokes. Yeah. Or, or as many of the jokes. And so I find myself wondering if someone else in that role would have been better. Carried it a little better, you know, but a little more commanding. And I don't know. I mean, she's good. I feel like I'm yeah, nitpicking. I think she's but good. You are. You know. We do. Um, <laughs> well, like the Xerox we scene with, with it's what we do. <laughs> the, the Xerox, Xerox scene, scene with Jer- Jane Fonda, like I, this is supposed to be really funny. I, I found myself thinking, we're supposed to be laughing right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. and I and all I could think of was, well, this is ridiculous. Like she just she got thrown into this room. Yeah. And the sh- you know the, the machine's going haywire, and her boss catches her, and all right. But also, I, I what know. I found what I found really strange. Two things: one, why didn't you just turn it off? Right. But two, why was Dabney Coleman so angry about it? It's like the only time in the movie where she get he gets angry at his at an employee over work stuff. <laughs> All this other shit's going on work related, but it's her this new girl in the copy room that he probably never goes in anyway. And then he like loses his mind. He's so angry. He yells at her. Threatens to fire her. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what's he so pissed about? <laughs> Is it really that big a deal? <laughs> They're just setting up that he's a creep. It's pretty yeah. early in the movie. Well, yeah, I mean, he's definitely a creep. Yeah. I love Danny has... Coleman, though. I think he's great. He plays such a great creep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he needed a beef with her because if he didn't have some... If she didn't have some reason to hate him directly... Cause... Yeah, they all needed a reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was hers. Yeah, because when they go to the, have for the to, they go to the bar, uh, she's initially pissed because somebody got fired. Mm-hmm. She's pissed off at the injustice of it, like, oh, this woman just got fired for some bullshit. Mm-hmm. But she also needed a personal reason to hate him. Yeah. So. Now, Damnick Coleman's in a million things, but to yeah. me, he's always cloak and dagger. Yeah, I always think of his war games. I think of war games. Yeah. 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 But yeah, cloak and dagger too. And Tootsie. I have no memory of Cloak and Dagger. (laughs) By the way, I think of him as it, but I don't remember the movie at all. Only the basic premise. Yeah. Somebody's going to pick that one. (laughs) It's on my list. (laughs) It's in there. You know, I I did want to point out that this is on the AFI's 100 funniest movie list at number 74. Yeah. It's it's very uncommon for you to pick a movie that make, makes any AFI list. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Why why did you pick this one again? I, I don't know. I I I have I my memory of this movie, like my memory of it is very fond. Yeah. In in my it's mind, very fonda. It was very funny. Oh. My memory of it's far funnier than it, in the reality of it. Not that it's not funny, but I remember it being like fucking hysterical, and probably because I was very young when I saw it, and seeing Dabney Coleman strung up from a garage door <laughs> opener probably made me giggle like a stupid little shit, you know. Yeah. And stuff like that. I you know everything else I probably didn't really know what was going on, but like the flashback or like the fantasy scenes, I probably thought were funny. You know, I probably saw this when I was like 10, when we were like 10 years old, I would guess. I really wish I could remember when I saw it, but I don't. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was early. It was yeah. early eighties. So like the slapsticky shit, I probably thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I mean, 
So I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it. I don't know. I don't know if I would say it holds up. I mean, I think it holds up as a film, but it certainly doesn't live up to my memory of it. Would you remake it? I don't know. They, I uh, think this movie could it, be redone. Yeah. I, I, think, I think I think it could be if they set it in 1980. You don't think they could set it now? I don't know. Like the idea of covering him his track like covering someone up disappearing for several weeks seems very difficult. And Oh, no, I think you'd have to change yeah, it pretty significantly with, with modern technology and shit. Somehow that was the most antiquated part of the movie. It was like, oh, well, that stuff will be back uh, on... She, she's in Europe for four four weeks, and then... Like, everything took way too long. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, you couldn't pull that off today. Right. I mean, I don't, could you pull it off in 1980? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But it seemed more likely, given the absence of the internet and cell phones and shit, you know? Yeah. I had a brief flash. So in the beginning, you know, she's the new girl and she's getting shown around and then she's, uh, she has, uh, she's doing transcriptions of letters with her, with her headphones in. Mm-hmm. And that was the first office job I ever had was transcribing letters. Oh yeah. From tapes. Ugh. Sounds miserable. That sounds uh, fucking awful. <laughs> I mean, you know, as office jobs go, I don't know. I don't know what I'd compare it to. I've had worse jobs. I know that. <laughs> But I actually was kind of good at it, so and I started getting recognized for my work, and I was like, well, "Oh, yeah? this is weird." Yeah, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, recognized for being able to take a transcription and put it into type. Form. Well, I could, but I could fix their mistakes. Like if people, uh, when people dictate a letter, they're not very good at it, or they're, or they, they're not quite as good as they think they are. Like they'll, you know, it's a little rough around the edges, or they, you know, they'll kind of mumble some words or skip a couple words or something but if you know what they're saying if you know how to do a form letter you get the gist of it and you get the you know the meat of the body of the letter and you can you know you, you kind of anyway <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of a shitty job <laughs> i wish they had shown that a little bit more like why why was her job so shitty and why did she like why did why did that sort of <laughs> she went from that to like okay we're gonna go buy a scarf you know for Mr. Hart mm-hmm. in the afternoon. You know, like there was a lot of missing time. And, and in fact, when you think about nine to five, this is, this is also antiquated. It's like, that, you know, that's an eight hour shift, but you get an hour for lunch. That's not subtracted from your pay, you know, stuff like that is, is kind of old fashioned. Well, it, it would be subtracted if it were, if you were punching a clock, right? I suppose, but they never punched. Yeah, they do. They, they punch. They don't punch, punch for lunch though. Do they? Do they? I, don't I don't know. know. I guess we didn't see that. I guess what I'm saying is there for her to go from to like the pool of workers and she's brand new to sort of like be in with, um, you know, Lily Tomlin, who's who pretty much runs the office. It's kind of weird that she would kind of jump up that quickly. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't freaking matter. Yeah, I don't think you can. This is a movie you're gonna look for plot holes on. No, it's not. No, <laughs> no. But I guess why I was thinking of that is that it doesn't have the usual progression of like she learns the ropes. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's like sort of a montage of going to work. You know, the clock going off and 
like the second day she's like i feel like i just left here and she's like you'll get used to it we all do you know it's that kind of stuff you know like lapse time lapses stuff i don't know that yeah there's just a lot to do because then they got to get into the plot they got to get to well the idea that dolly parton's character is hated by everyone is kind of crazy too yeah I, I, I thought that was fine yeah I, I thought it was fine like from a storytelling point of view but just yeah i found it irritating what's i, I don't know how to describe it i didn't like i didn't like that it was ha- like if this was really if this was the real world i was annoyed at everyone for hating her without really knowing anything they're just assuming yeah you know i was like you fuckers <laughs> you don't know who you dicks Dolly Parton's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's what we're supposed to feel like. Oh, she's, she's getting the, she's getting a raw deal here because, because of rumors, because of gossip. Mm -hmm. But where, but we didn't know that he was the one starting him. Like when he was just telling people he's bragging about it. It's implied that he's bragging about sleeping with her. Yeah. Well, they say someone says it. Says yeah. it. Who's she been spreading does. that? Really? She he has. Out. He did. Yeah. And and who was his administrative assistant? That was his his lackey. Roz. 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 And that because like that level of sort of suck up attitude <laughs> is just infuriating. <laughs> I heard people talking in the bathroom. <laughs> Fuck you, boss. <laughs> I think what this movie's really showing us is that none of us are cut out to work in an office space. I've worked in an office space for years. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, and you hate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I've always, I mean, up until COVID, I was isolated, though, too, because I worked in an right. edit suite. So it was basically like an office, like an unearned office. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you're a little isolated which is nice you don't have to like sit out in a cubicle yeah and listen to other people's shit although when i was freelance i did work in plenty of places where it's just like a you know you're just herded like cattle in these long tables and everyone's listening to everyone else's bullshit and everyone just wears headphones to try and block it out that that environment's fucking terrible <laughs> Did you see Ronald Reagan's comments on this movie? <laughs> yeah. What did, I forgot. Yeah, I read about it. Now I forget. He and Nancy what it was. watched it for Valentine's Day. That I thought that part was great. <laughs> and he wrote, funny, but one scene made me mad. A truly funny scene if the three gals had played getting drunk, but no, they had to get stoned on pot. <laughs> it was an endorsement of pot smoking for any young person who sees the picture. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember that's, yeah. I was like, that's the thing I took away from this movie as, as a kid. I was like, I need to get some pot. Yeah. From your teenage yeah. son. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was very sweet. He's like, you know, you need to relax. Just, you know, here, I rolled you a joint. Here you go. It's in your purse. <laughs> I like that scene. I agree. I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. She has like a really solid relationship with her eldest son. That's great. <laughs> yeah. 
And I thought it was funny, mm-hmm. I, and I didn't realize it at the time because I couldn't, I didn't remember very well that the foreshadowing of her installing a garage door opener in her yes. house, <laughs> and then the rig they have for him when they kidnap him or hold him hostage in his house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the the bell sound every time they hit the, the remote control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I will give it cre- a lot of credit for being funny. And being PG at the same time. Yeah. Believably PG. Like, you know, like they allude to some raunchy stuff as drug use. There's stuff happening, but they, it's still pretty wholesome. Yeah. Kind of content. It's very clean. Yeah. In today's. Yeah. I mean, Jane Fonda's husband's a real dick. <laughs> uh, I mean, sorry, his her movie husband. You know the her. <laughs> um, you know he he basically stalks her because she's high, she's looking after Dabney Coleman while they're in seclusion, and he's like stalking her to just to check up on her, and then shows up and's like, "Hey, I think I still love you," and then you know he's put off because I don't know. It's just. I guess yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just thought it was ridiculous that she would even consider that. I was like, "What? Yeah. Get out of here!" Yeah, she shouldn't have given the time of day at all. No, definitely not. Hmm. Yeah, we definitely could use a woman's perspective on this. I think because yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of there is definitely a, a vibe of you know the comeuppance for Debbie Coleman. The yeah. The, you know, empowerment, the, the daycare changes they make in the office, the stuff mm-hmm. that, that actually matter in real life. Yeah. The, um, the, like the changes they made were great and very yeah. progressive. Like yeah. I wish they would do some of that now. <laughs> yes. I hear you. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> and, the, and yeah, and then there's, that reminds me of when um, Sterling Hayden's there and, and he's all, he's all down for all the changes because their productivity has gone through the roof. But then he's like, but this equal pay business, we got to do something yes. like that. And he's like, oh yes, definitely. We'll definitely get rid of that. Like, yeah. Holy shit. You fucking right. dick. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus There we Christ. are. Back to real life. That's, that's right. reality. Yeah. Actually, that's what made me think about, we haven't come that far because when I thought mm-hmm. about that was their, that was their way of sort of alluding to the future. Like, okay, well, Oh, we didn't get the equal pay. Well, you know, this is just the beginning, you know, sort of the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And, right. You know, like, well, that one got away. But, you know, if they had thought that uh, 40 years later, we'd still be kind of talking about the same stuff in the same <laughs> way. Yeah. It'd be kind of depressing mm-hmm. to know at that time. Sure. Because it's a, yeah, it's a pretty like positive mes- message like this. You know, we can change this. We can this will change and it just hasn't changed fast enough. Yeah. When there still is a pay gap. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not, it's, it's barely, yeah, it's just not, we're not moving the ball to use a sports analogy. Thanks. <laughs> a lot of people immediately after football, they're like, I was worried I, next for I, was worried I didn't sound macho enough. So I had to throw some sports back in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. The way Dabney Coleman uses football is, yeah. is too bad you would understand. 
because you never played football. Right. Yes. To understand. Team is only as strong as its weakest link. Uh-huh. He didn't elaborate. That was it. That was his whole spiel. Yep. I feel like we're forgetting a big part of it. What's that? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I oh, feel like well. there's, a ch- <laughs> there's a chunk of it. Oh, well, in the hospital thing. Yeah. When they think they kill him or when they think <laughs> Lily Tomlin kills him. I think I remember that. I And I, and it's so I weird remember, that it comes right after her dream of poisoning. I remember the poisoning part vaguely. Mm-hmm. Like when they first talk about slim and sw- or skinny and sweet. And they show the box. I was like, oh, there's a there's a thing. There's poison that looks like that. I remember that. But what I thought is that they, I thought they poison him or they think they poison him and they like abscond with his body and then he wakes up. And they're like, oh, fuck, what do we do? And they stash him in his house. Yeah. The way it all plays out in the hospital and stealing the wrong body, all that shit. I don't, I didn't remember any of that. It's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, and there's almost a subplot there because they're, the cops are there to, they're like, oh, he's our prime witness. The actual right. dead body was, <laughs> right. a, was an important witness for the cops, and then they just sort of gloss over that. No, whatever. It's a body. Yeah. No, it's just a body. And then they, they, just, they just put it back. <laughs> like, they don't show it at all. Like, all right, we're going to put him back. They cut to the scene where they, they open the car door and come back in. Well, that's done. What? <laughs> Is it really that easy? <laughs> and then the cleaning people find a dead body. And... <laughs> right, right. Again. And what, was, yeah, again. Say that happened stiff again. stiff in the bathroom again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sure. I don't think we have any double ups. What? Well, we? Lily Tomlin. Yeah. All of me. Yes. I don't think so, we have any double ups. No. Yes, we do. <laughs> we know what was funny. I was like, oh, yeah, she's in all of me. And I forgot that we actually did all of me. <laughs> oh, that is. So I remembered. I remembered that she was in that. I just didn't remember that we did I thought, it. <laughs> I thought there was another at least another one. There is definitely someone who when I, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, he's going to be a double up someday. I bet. Perkins, the guy who's the spy for yeah. uh, Earl Bowen. Yeah, yeah. So, he's in tons of stuff, and I can't think of anything off the. Oh, Terminator. Yeah, and he's Terminator the Two. Psychiatrist. He's the, yeah, and the Terminator movies. Yeah, I've been following the case for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in a bunch of other stuff too. Yeah. Any but, idea about the director? Um, he's only directed a few Come. movies, but he mm-hmm. wrote uh, a, a bunch more, including uh, Harold and Maude. Harold and Maude. Harold and Maude, yeah. yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. That's a quirky one. Yeah, and then he what, he directed uh, Foul Play and Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Oh, so oh, we're doing uh, Both Dolly. which he wrote, but yeah. Not really all that prolific. Well, if he passed away or what, or he didn't do anything after the 80s, so I don't know if. Uh... Yeah, he did mm-hmm. pass away in 1988. Oh, well, makes sense. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, and he wrote Silver Streak too with uh, Richard Pryor and. Um, oh. 
what's his name? Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. <laughs> what's his name? Oh, Gene Wilder, yeah. Duh. No, I forget that name too. That's it's one of those names that just slips out of your mind. Yeah. You can see his face and his curly hair and your blue eyes and you're like, <laughs> that, that guy. That dude. Oh, he was only, uh, the director, Colin Higgins, was only 47 when he died. Hmm. That's young. Yeah. The fellow who edited 9 to 5, his name is Pembroke J. Herring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a name that is. <laughs> That's great. Is it spelled Herring like the fish? Yeah. <laughs> your last name's a fish and your first name's Pembroke. 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 His middle name is Jones. Pembroke Jones Herring. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so fake. It really does. <laughs> it sounds like a villain in an Austin Powers movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's a stage name. Yeah. I forgot when I was watching it, I, I, at some point in the middle, I was like, oh, right. I forgot that Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin were in a show together on Netflix or whatever. Yep. Uh, uh, Gra- uh, Grace and um, Frankie, or, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Grace and Frankie. Frankie I've never Grace. seen it. I don't know anything about it. I don't even know what it's about. I don't know anything about it. It's, I just it's, know that they're in it. Yeah. I've seen a f- couple, but I, I've. I think it is it an HBO show. I think I, when it came out, I didn't have access to it very often. So, no, I think it's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Okay, I have no excuse then. Damn. And like the the lady, <laughs> the Mar- Marta Kaufman, who uh, was like the, I don't know if she's a creator of Friends or producer or writer or something responsible for Friends. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's own. some modern relationships and somebody's a an art gallery. Um, uh, what do you call people that? <laughs> Curator. Uh, curator. Uh, thank you. That's it. Dealer. Something like that. And it's yeah. fun. I remember being funny and they are quite funny. So you've seen it. I've seen it. I just, I didn't like stay up on it. I saw a couple episodes. Gotcha. Cool. 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 All right. <laughs> so no other double ups. It seems like I really thought there was a, another one. But I guess. Oh, I got. Damn. St. Colin Higgins. No Dabney Coleman? Yeah, that's surprising that we hadn't done yeah. a Dabney, Dabney Coleman. Huh. Well, shit. All right. He's, wow. He's the guy who played Hinkle was really familiar looking to me, too. Um, but I couldn't. You know, he's the doctor in arachnophobia. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. Uh. He's in a bunch of other stuff. He's in The Grifters, Dick Tracy. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him. I was like, I've seen this guy before. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, um, uh, the guy who played Jane Fonda's ex-husband looked really familiar to me. But then I looked him up and I'm like, eh. Well, maybe yeah, just I thought he that looks too. Like, he looks like Daniel J. Travanti from Hill Street Blues. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was the thing. That was the thing. Be careful out there. Yeah, I yeah. met him once. Did with you? you Sam, uh, with Sam. What? Yeah. Do you remember that, Sam? No. 
It was, you used, your family used to have uh, something in, the, in one of the parks in Kenosha for your grandfather, some sort of... Oh, yeah. Uh, like a yearly uh, gathering, like a memorial, right? Mm-hmm. And I went with you once. I don't remember why or when it was. We were fairly young, and your dad was still alive. And he was there. Daniel J. Trevante was there. And your dad, it, no, we were, we were in, I think we were in college, actually. I think we were like freshman or yeah. sophomore year in college. Yeah. Because I was already in the theater program at Oshkosh. And your dad knew that and introduced me to Daniel J. Trevante as a, a theater student <laughs> <laughs> or something. And I was like, oh, hey. I know. And I knew who he was because my dad, my dad watched Hill Street Blues the whole time I was growing up. He watched it, and I watched it because of that. And I, So mm-hmm. I knew who he was, and I liked the show. And we chatted for a couple of minutes. He was very nice. He offered some advice I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not taken. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. I'm looking at Charles Fox, the composer. I... He did the theme song for the Love Boat. Mm. Oh, and the uh, the wild wide world of sports, and Monday Night Football. Wow, he actually did a lot of shit, hmm. like uh, you know stuff that we that you would have in your head and you don't know where it came from. He did a lot of that. Oh, that guy was in Doogie Howser. That I think that's why I probably recognize him. Oh, the the husband guy. Yeah. Ah. That's a show I have not seen since it was on air. Oh, yeah. Me either. I, I never, it. I never really watched it that much when it was on. I only watched a few episodes here and there. I was not a like a diehard fan watching it every week. I don't think I was either, but I remember thinking this is, this is really cool. <laughs> 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 and if I watch it now, I'd be like, oh, my God, is this crap. <laughs> Absolute crap. There's, there's a show on now with um, <laughs> Freddie Highmore. Is that his name? That's sort of Doogie Howser-esque about a doctor, a kid who's a doctor, but he ha- he's like autistic. Okay. And, it, and there, was, there was this one promo <laughs> I, I caught once that I can't stop laughing. I feel bad because it just, he sounds so Forrest Gumpy. And, and he, oh, Christ, I wish I could remember what it was. Now I can't remember. What a dumb fucking story. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. He said something so stupid and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is real. This is a real show. <laughs> It's called like the doctor or something stupid like that. It's not that. It, I don't know. All right, whatever. <laughs> All I remember from Doogie Howser is, is how he would he'd be typing in his little computer, his little diary, and type, 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 and then he'd stop and look up, and then chuckle to himself, and then keep typing. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Every <Doogie>. episode. <laughs> Yeah. The uh, Good Doctor, that's what it's called. Oh, yeah, I've, I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, in my mind, I sort of equate it with the, the terrible wooden reading, or uh, the wooden perf- uh, line read from um, James Vanderbeek from that, mo- what was that movie, the football movie he was in? Uh, Varsity Blues. Ter- yeah, and he's like, I don't want your life. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> He says something like, I just want this to end. <laughs> it's like, what <laughs> the fuck is this show? <laughs> anyway. Nell has ruined me. 
Yes, you can't hear any <laughs> any voices that are nope off-putting like that. Mm. You're ruined. Oh, well, thanks, Jodie Foster. Hey, this is the second p- movie you've picked uh, that spawned a TV series. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't even know this was. It did spawn a TV series. I looked it up and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, it was on for like five seasons or something. It had a lot, eighty some episodes or something. Yeah, that's fucking and I think crazy. That's maybe why I remember the idea of Nine to Five, but don't yeah. remember the movie. Like, I, maybe uh, I just remembered like, hey, there was the TV show. I can't, I had no idea there was a TV show. Yeah, who was it in it? Do we even, does anyone look Sally up Sally Struthers? <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, Sally Struthers was like a alternate or something. Like, wasn't it somebody else? Uh, well, I mean, or was she not alternate, but I mean, was she one? Was she one of the big three actresses, or was she another part? No, so Rachel Dennison was Doralee Rhodes. Uh, Rita Moreno was Violet Newstead. Oh, is this where yeah. she got the E in her E got? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Valerie Curtin was Judy Burnley. Sally Struthers was Marsha McCurry Shrimpton. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marcia. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> who, is, who is that in the movie? Marsha. I don't know. No one. Someone no else. Someone yeah. yeah. up shit. Okay. That's I thought. She's not, a, she's not one of the big three. <laughs> but they also nearly uh, did a sequel. Yeah. But, well, but that was recent though too, right? Yeah, 2018, 2019. Yeah, yeah. Like it was in the works and then they yeah. shut it, they shut it down for some reason. Yeah. And they were going to I read a thing they were going to call it 24/7. Yeah. yeah and they were going to have the Dabney Coleman and everybody, right? Yeah. It's not a terrible That's idea, too bad. I guess. Yeah, I think you could I think you could There's you a could story there to work. be told. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially if it's the same characters. Yeah. If, he, if he comes back from Brazil, <laughs> that would be awesome. After 40 years. <laughs> yeah. All, you know, these movies that are always like, he went on to become senator and, you know, all these the, the little uh, epilogue statements, you know, like no one ever ex- expects you to follow up on those. So it'd be great to just, like, <laughs> he escaped the Amazon in 1987 and then, <laughs> and then yeah. he, you know. There was a rodeo clown for five years. <laughs> hmm. All right, so there's next. So we covered uh, sequels and remakes and TV shows and whatnot. Oh, there was also a, a musical, or was it a? I think it was a musical. Yeah, yeah it was a musical, yeah. right? And I think did Dolly work on some new music for that too? I think she did, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a lot of permutations there. Did um, so we saw it when we were young. Did you, I mean, it's I think it might be one of those movies that is almost better to see when you're young because if you're like 18, 20 years old and you're about to enter the workforce, first of all, you'd be like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> and also, you wouldn't care. You'd be like, "Well, I'm just you know, either I'm gonna get a job or." You know, you don't you don't really care about what happens to thirty or forty year olds when you're that when you're young. But yeah, if you're if you're young enough to appreciate slapstick and I mean, 
I think Disney could have sued for some of that animation stuff in there. <laughs> Not that they, they need the money or anything, but yeah, they were. Yeah. I was wondering how that, how that worked. Yeah, they were just you know the animals were just a little different enough to right. <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. Hmm. All right. So what are we doing next? Is it quitting time? Yeah. Yeah. Let's Let's punch out. Let's punch (laughs) out. All right. So I am up and I... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. How do I describe this? This is a movie that I'm going to pick a uh, rotten movie in terms of reviews you know a rot, you know rotten tomato sort of not sure. fresh movie mm-hmm. certified um, rotten certified rotten nice which i generally don't like to do but i'm doing right it right up my alley um <laughs> but i mean audiences are a little higher but still you know it's not not well received but it's kind of a it's got some it's got some cult following but i um Shoot, I guess I didn't really think it about it. It doesn't sound good when your when your introduction sounds more like an apology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean I, I haven't seen it for a while. So the I... fan base here. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here here we go. Uh, all three of them. Here we go. Wanna know what we're watching next. Yes. And they want to feel good about yeah. it. <laughs> well <laughs> They may have picked the wrong podcast, but <laughs> nevertheless. No, no, I'm kidding. No, it's a it's a teen, it's a teen movie. It's a it's a sort of a, a high school teen movie. Um, it's got a lot of people in it that we know or that that are well known. Um, and like I said, it's not it wasn't well received at the time, uh, but has you know has more life so, over the years. Not Heather's. It's not worse. Heather's. That's it. Can't hardly wait. It is can't hardly wait. Oh, nice. I like that. 1998. Movie. PG-13. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I, you know how I am. I just like to try to set expectations low because, you know, if I say, "Oh, this, you, this is going to be great. You'll love this," you know, <laughs> then there's nowhere to go but down. And then we get Missouri breaks. <laughs> and then we get Missouri breaks. <laughs> But I didn't know anything about that movie, so I, I couldn't tell, you know, I was that was sort of a flat sort of introduction. Sure. This one I'm aware of. I don't know if I'll love it as much as I, I shouldn't say love. I should, I liked it a lot. I remember liking it. I remember liking it a lot too. So. I've we'll seen see. it somewhat yeah. recently too. Okay. Well, I, I mean, not, 10 years. But <laughs> is this, this is, is this the debut for Jennifer Love Hewitt? It's not a debut. I mean, I think she was in... That um, uh, that Fox show five. What was that yeah, called? The Party of Five. Just the five. Oh yeah, just the five. Of us. <laughs> just the just the five. <laughs> just the five, of us. five is enough. <laughs> Five's company, I think. Actually, it was Five's company. <laughs> this might have been uh, her first movie, though. Yeah, I, I maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Where, where is this around? Uh, I know what you did last summer. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll figure it out. In the next episode, right? Yeah, I think that's this. That's my only memory or association of this movie. I can't say if I liked it, didn't like it, anything. Hmm. Okay. I just remember her. Yeah. It's uh, available for rent. 
in the usual places. You can get it for $2.99 if you don't want to pay for HD. <laughs> you can still rent SD shit? I use can still rent SD. That's crazy. <laughs> huh. If you don't have a Who's fancy like, 4K like, TV. I'm not, I'm not coughing up that extra butt. That's me. That's totally... Fuck, I mean, I, I generally I'll do... I'll watch this I'll do 4K. 3 pixelated garbage. Because yeah. <laughs> if it's an old enough movie, it really doesn't make a huge difference. <laughs> I respectfully <laughs> <One> disagree. <laughs> Well, because it's not shot in HD way back when. It's shot in... Of course on it a, is. It's shot on film. Fa- so it just yeah, depends but, on whether they did an HD transfer or not. No, but when you saw it at the theater, it was grainy. And they say, if it's grainy on your TV screen, you're seeing it just like it was... not necessarily grainy. <laughs> there might be some grain to it, because all film had grain, but as we know, it's grainy. Right. Well, grainy compared to today's standards... <laughs> Perhaps but today's that's you know, I just watched that. <laughs> Colin's um, getting upset. <laughs> that's good. You know, I start, I'm gonna just twist a little bit more here. Um, <laughs> don't make me start shitting on the lemon heads again. <laughs> no, so I watched Mare of East Town. Oh, yeah. And one of the things I liked about it was that hey, it has a narrow range of focus, it's shot like movies used to be mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of everything in mm-hmm. super crisp yeah. focus, you know, I, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I like that. Sure. And that's one of the things that's kind of nice about going back and watching these movies. It's like, oh, yeah, this is how movies are supposed to look. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I and granted, it's been a long time that they've switched. But uh, to me, a lot of things when they're so crisp, they still look fake. Like they look sure. yeah. too crisp, like mm-hmm. enhanced in a weird way. Yeah. I guess that just means I'm old. Mm. It's a valid point. Yeah, I had one other observation about 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Do you think it's at all... Is it just coincidental that here's a movie about trying to, you know, address sexism and misogyny and all this, and one of the stars is the only star, the only person I can think of, the only woman I could think of who had multiple, multiple jokes about her throughout our childhood. Like, of all the, like, sexist jokes about movie stars or actresses, like, she's the one. Dolly Parton? Yeah. Is there any, I mean, it's not too often that people make jokes about famous people i mean other comedians do but the actual like just regular people tell jokes about it yeah well i don't know this this is ancillary but i think roger ebert or somebody was like you know watching dolly parton just do anything was kind of kind of and i had a twinge of like well what what are you saying here you know like they, I, he was trying to say she's just very you know she was lighting up the screen that sort of thing but I couldn't help think the same thing that you that you're thinking. Remember the jokes that we used to hear. I think that, because this this made her a star. I mean, of course, she's always been a star in country music. She's always been mm-hmm. uh, very and very. You know, she's really personable and sweet. From what I hear in real life, she's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually, you know, she helped with vaccines and stuff. And I've oh, heard yeah, that stuff. Great things. Donated a million dollars. Right. School. COVID research donated half a million dollars for having a hospital built. Mm-hmm. All sorts of incredible philanthropy. 
yeah. uh, philanthropy. But unfortunately, yeah. yes. So in the 80s, most of the, especially when we were kids, most of what we heard about was boob jokes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it is kind of, there's some irony there, I guess, or whatever. I don't know what you want to call it, but. But I think that's all the more reason for her to be in this movie, too. Yeah. Because that's it's, her character. That's her, her character. Is she's the one that's being chased around the office, you know? For, yeah, right. So, yeah. No, it's interesting because we talk about how times change. And now, like, I can't, like, maybe someone's telling those jokes about someone. But I honestly can't say that any time yeah. in any recent year... If I heard any <laughs> jokes that even re- are similar to that sort of thing. I think maybe mm. we were just starved for humor when we were kids. Because we've talked about like challenger jokes and all the, you know, <laughs> stupid crappy jokes. Well, we I was just, you no, know, I was just... crappy jokes happen after things happen. <laughs> yeah. And people do that all the time. And, and you know, we talked about that. But, but you know, I don't maybe that is some of the progress that we've made is is that there aren't guys saying these jokes anymore or there are i don't i don't know what it is i think there are (laughs) we're just maybe not running in that circle anymore yeah we're just choosing to ignore that escaped it but i was you know you said the thing about dolly parton jokes and i was trying to think of any and i couldn't think of any but I oh, thought of the yeah. punchline of one. <laughs> yeah. But I don't course. remember. I don't remember. I mean, I can I can surmise what the joke is, but I don't remember what it is. I just remember the punchline is islands in the stream. Yeah. It's, but I don't. I don't. Her her duet. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, yeah. what do you what do you what do you call Dolly Parton laying, lying in on her back in a bathtub or something? I, I don't some... remember exactly, but that was somewhere around there. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking terrible joke. That's so stupid. Yeah, it's so not bad. even funny. <laughs> and you have to sing the punchline. You have to go islands in the stream. <laughs> you know thank you i don't think i have to sing it well if you don't then then it's even worse it's even a worse joke if you just go i was in the stream <laughs> ho, ho, ho. you know what i mean like, it's even, <laughs> even more not funny it's even less funny if you don't sing it it's not funny anyway but yeah you know that's a terrible joke it's so bad oh <sighs> So anyway, we're trying to purge all this. Sorry if anyone <laughs> brought up well, bad she, memories for people here. She actually purged it herself. She yes. got a breast reduction. Yes, and she and well, well and overdue. I, and I think she transcended that. I think she she. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Anyway, she's awesome. She's awesome, weren't it? Yeah. No, no Dolly hate in this in this podcast. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't hardly wait, which doesn't make sense because it's a, <laughs> sort of a double negative almost. But uh, but I can't. I can hardly wait for can't hardly wait. Yeah. And we'll see if uh, if that ends up being our best. I doubt it. This was clearly our best. This, yeah. I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ. Pretty great. <laughs> the streak continues. <laughs> <laughs> when will it end? <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, until next time. Thanks for listening. All I can say is that my life is pretty plain <laughs> without the film with three brains. <laughs> Bye. That's the film with three brains gonna get that gun of mine and I'm gonna change you from a rooster to a hen with one shot.